The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy Rico back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by you know who is the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go. If you guys are tuned in for the very first time, you guys know what to do. Smash that like. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. The season is around the corner. You don't want to be the one missing out on following the Buffalo Fanatics because we bring it every single time, every single week. Let's go. So, folks, uh, tune in, sit down, have a seat. we got a few topics to hit. Uh, we are that much closer to training camp. The rookies are going to be presenting themselves. Thank the freaking goodness that we got some sort of football. Uh, I had a chuckle today. Uh, my man Bruce Nolan had a he had a he had a tweet up, and the tweet pretty much was pretty much saying, "Man, like thank goodness football is back." You know, what I'm saying football is back. You know when football is back when, and you start kind of going through it, right? And for me, the one that stood out to me was like that first clip that when someone goes to training camp and they got that first, you know, what I mean, bomb from I don't know Josh Allen to to freaking James Cook. Right down the scene, they're going to be like, there it is. And it's going to circulate. And it's like, thank goodness football is back. It's pretty much going to be like that. Real talk, right? You're going to get a whole lot of uh, complaints. This was mine. This is my favorite one. I can't even get the training camp because the tickets are so damn expensive. A, B, I'm in a queue of thousands of people. I'm not even going to get a chance to see these guys in training camp. You know football is back when we start hearing that. So it's around the corner. So thank goodness football is back. We're going to start getting that. Um, but I appreciate it. Uh, for those that are wondering, hey, man, where the heck you been? Well, listen, I had to take a week off, brothers. I had to take a week off. It was the anniversary week, so you got to you gotta put the time aside for the fam. I had to go and spend some time with wifey. It was uh, We celebrated year 14 of marriage. Ain't that something? So uh, when you're with the right person, man, it doesn't feel like it's a long time. Real talk, right? So uh, we get along well, and then we had to, you know what I mean, put, the, put a special night just for us. And it was the first time us saying, you know what, grandparents, can you watch the little guy? The kids, the girls are, are fine. It's the little guy that you're kind of like, hey, can you handle him? So now that he's kind of sleeping overnight, it's 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 been nice. It's been nice. So we had a chance to, I mean, be grown folk again. 
without having to worry about, oh, are we, are we waking them up or the kids got to be quiet or none of that. You feel me? So it was good to put that aside. Plus, I had my oldest daughter that came to visit as well. So you got to put time aside for the family. And plus, fam, it's, it's the dog days. It's the dog days of the offseason. So you got to take a week off. But I'm happy to be back. Shout out to my man, Dan Mitchell, in the building. Shout out to my guy, Dilly Dale. I know he's he's battling COVID right now, so I hope you feel better, brother. It's, uh, I mean, I some might say it's not, it doesn't exist. And some might say, yo, I'm feeling it right now, so don't play with me. So, uh, nonetheless, man, uh, shout out to you, man. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, your brother's not in hiding. I'm not in hiding, man. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm here, man. I got I to gotta put, uh, prioritize some things. So, 14 years of marriage. Let's go. Let's hit it. So uh, let's get into football talk. First of all, I got to give a shout out to my man, Dan, man. My man, Dan. I see you, Dan, in the chat. My, <laughs> he stays getting after it with some folks. And he loves every bit of it. And that's why he's my guy. We don't waver. We say what we say. And we mean what we say. We don't delete our tweets, baby. Let's go. I love it. Shout out to my man, Dan Mitchell, in the building. Dom Mafia, stand up. Uh, so let's, I mean, we've beaten this thing over and over and over and over with a freaking stick of the rookies showing up and the guys that are going to step up and all that stuff. And I get it. I mean, we got to talk about it, but they're going into camp and they're going into camp early, right? <laughs> Never delete the tweets, baby. Never delete the tweets. Stand on what you say. Let's go. So these guys are showing up. These guys are showing up and uh, they are they are ready to get after it. And the beautiful thing I like about when they do training camp and the rookies show up first, get, get in that playbook early, get in there, get conditioned. So by the time the veterans show up, you can get lockstep right into it with these guys. And the major one that I'm looking forward to are really two guys. Three, really. It's fir our first three picks, honestly. Let's keep it a buck. Kincaid, I need you to get on the ground rolling. Get on the ground rolling. But that's not the angle I'm going to take, right? Because we could all wait. We could all talk about Kincaid's going to be great. We know he's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of how how quickly will he be great? Like, how long is it going to take him uh, to, to show his greatness? You know what I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. Um, yo, is my, is my internet choppy? This is a first. We haven't had this in a long-ass time. I don't like this at all, and it's going to make me upset. You guys know how I feel with my internet. I changed my last provider. I don't like what I'm seeing right now. So hopefully it'll stable itself out because uh, this is not this is not making me happy right now. And I'm about to rage and I, I don't want to rage on you fine folks. So hopefully we can get this back on, on track. And, it's, and I'm about to rage right now. I feel it. I'm getting my my blood pressures. <laughs> I feel my blood pressures getting getting a little high. But anyway, let's 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 keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. We're back at it. Let's go. I was like, they know they, they I think the Internet was feeling me right now. Yo, I don't want Rico to rage. So let's keep him happy. And we good now. So let's get right back to it. So. Yeah, not 4K internet. I know, right? So if I could sit there, <laughs> talk about oh, the wish version of internet. No, nah, man, I got my upgrade. I'm good. I'm straight. We good like that. Sometimes they, they want to test me. They want to test me and see how gangsta I can get. I don't want to do that. We good to go, Scott Blakely. I like it. Here we go. So we could talk about how great Kincaid's going to be. We know that. And by the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, R1 Riser. What's up? Welcome to the big squad. Bing biggity mother effing. No, no, no. That's not going to work. That's going to work. That's not going to work. There it is. Bing, biggity, bing. Let's go. Welcome to the squad, my G. Let's roll. So, King K, we can sit here and talk about how great he's going to be, and we want it. We know it's going to happen. We just don't know how quick it's going to get there. But what I, what I want to know is how quickly he will rise to being the number two target. The number two target. Let alone he's got to battle it out 
with Dawson Knox. And we are we like Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is our guy, right? Dawson Knox got paid heavily, and he deserves it, right? But we went and drafted Kincaid. We moved up for Kincaid. We have plans for Kincaid. So the plans have to be how quickly we can integrate him to being a top a target, a top target in the game. And my question is how quickly will he gain that that number two target spot? Because you know who's going to get the number one. It's, it's our guy, Diggs. And once all that hoopla is out the way, we can get to, you know I me mean, focusing on football, right? You know what I mean? All the drama and all that nonsense we're all dealing with. Yeah, it's, it's the dog days of the internet, the dog days of the of the. You know I'm saying of the off season, there's all this crap you got to talk about and 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 just exploded for no reason. We get that part. So now that football's back, I think everybody's gonna calm down and get right to it. But I'm still stuck on how quickly Kincaid can gain himself traction as the number two guy, and I don't know how long that's gonna take. It could be very quick. And for those that play fantasy, a lot of folks are saying. Rookie tight ends don't do anything for you. Don't touch them. You know what? Let those people talk all that junk that they want. Because I'm, I'm to if I if I got Kincaid, I don't care who's in my in my you know say in my circle. But if if Kincaid's available early, I'm gonna grab that because if we are really trying to succeed and if we are really trying to utilize him, and we went out and got a and not it's not like it was a it was a receiver. It's not like it was a quarterback. It wasn't it wasn't that we got a corner. We got a tight end. If you're going to draft a tight end that early, you better have plans to utilize him. You better have plans to put him in place to succeed, to give us the advantage, to give us that mismatch that we've been waiting for. We've been yearning for it, right? You have Stefan Diggs that's going to get his 100 catches, no doubt. There's no question about it. And to me, I love what McDermott said when he first came. Sometimes it's not about the talent on your team. You know what I'm saying? It's about, and I'm paraphrasing here, it's pretty much about the fit. And you can get a whole bunch of talented guys on one team, but is it going to fit? Are you guys going to have enough chemistry to make it work, right? A lot of times we're like, yo, bring D-Hop here, bring this guy here, bring that here. We could do that, but is it going to work? Is it going to work? Are there, are there, is the chemistry going to be good enough where it does work? And if you're a professional, you will do your best to make it work. But here's where, here's where I, I come, I'm going to come double back on, on Kincaid. Because he's not your traditional tight end, inline blocker tight end. He's not your your size of a Sweeney. You know what I'm saying? He's not, you know, a Tony Gonzalez. You feel me? He's a leaner. You know what I'm saying? Split out wide, find the mismatch, and we'll come back inside and kind of make you feel that we're going to run the ball and he'll slip right through and create havoc. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping early in camp that we utilize him. And this is a little nugget. This is a little nugget that I want to drop on y'all. I don't know if I dropped this nugget on you, but it's a refresher. Even when they were doing mini camp, Mans was getting like 10 targets, 10 targets of practice. I know it's mini camp, but they're looking at you 10 times. Fam, that means we're going to utilize this brother. If you're looking at this guy 10 times, it's telling me that I'm trying to build something with you. It's not because I'm favoring you. I'm trying to build something with you. So when it comes time that I need you to come on and play, we can get right back into action and let's roll, right? You're not missing a beat. So I'm all for it. Kincaid 60 to 70 catches this year is possible. If he's going to try to earn that second target share, you're going to have to have that. 
I mean, the what? Our our second leading receiver last year was what? Wasn't it uh, Gabe Davis with fifty five receptions, something of that nature? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that and make sure that I'm on it. But if you if you really think about it, it's not out of the realm. It's not out of the realm that he becomes the second target. Now he's gonna have to leapfrog Gabe Davis. He's gonna have to leapfrog the likes of James Cook because James Cook is gonna get his his target share in there as well. He's gonna have to leapfrog. You know what I'm saying? Dawson Knox. It's going to be it's gonna be fun to see how our guy Mr. Ken Dorsey utilizes his tight end. Now, last thing, I'm not going to stay on this point too long, but the last thing I want to mention about this certain situation is this. Are we going to, are we going to, to, to be feared and scared of who we're facing and we're trying to hold back? Because you know the McDermott way. The rookies, we don't, we don't want the rookies to jump in right away. They need to learn the way we do things and let the veterans get in there. I hope he gets rid of that mentality. Move on from that mentality. It's bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. And I because and because McDermott is stepping into the role of defensive coordinator, so he's gonna be right up in the sauce. Start the guys that you need to start that play well, that show you what you got. Because you've done it before. Tremaine Edmonds, right up in there. You mean Tredavious White, right up in there. He's got a little something against the offensive pieces. Man, bump all that. If that boy is showing what he's got in camp, put him out there. I don't want to see, and I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Stop coddling these little rookies, man. They're not rookies of back in the day where they're not, they're not doing seven and sevens. And, and all year round, they're just honing in on their skills and doing what they need to do. These guys are doing it 24-7, 365. Stop coddling these young boys, man. Show what you got. Jump in there. Show me as a coach that you can handle the 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 toughness that's going to be coming your way. You can, you can take on the challenges going to be coming your way. And once you show me that, yo, get in there. McDermott needs to put his hands behind his back and, and stop holding on to these kids, man. Let them play. Let them play. They're grown. They're grown. Let them play. It's not like they're, they're in the NBA where you're, you're a high schooler and you're coming in. You don't got the body frame of these, you know what I mean? These five, 10 year vets. I get that. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming in on LeBron. LeBron was just a monster. Remember when KG came out of high school? KG was a bean. You know what I'm saying? When Kobe came out, he was a bean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who was Darius Miles? I think Darius Miles came out. Oh, he was a bean. You know what I'm saying? These guys have three years of college experience, man. Three years of hitting the gym. These guys are ready to go. Stop with the coddling and throw them in there. That's my guy, Kincaid. So can Kincaid earn number two target shares? Can he earn that? Will he earn that? Am I, am I putting too much on the rook? Heck no, I'm not. If he can show you, listen, man. It's, it's like put him in position. It's finding the mismatch. And if you can find that mismatch, why not take full advantage of it? And we're going to see that in training camp. Take advantage of it. Go up against Milano. Milano's a great cover linebacker. Show me what you got. Show me what you got against Milano because he's one of the best in the league. He's all pro Milano. So show me what you got. And if you're showing me that you can go up against Milano, you can do what you do against Milano, I can't see why you can't do it against anybody else. I'm going to stand on that. Moving on. Osiris Torrance, that's big time. That's big time. That's big time talent that we got in the second round. We let that brother, they let that brother slide to the second round. And we cha-cha slid and freaking picked him up and drafted his ass and brought him to Buffalo. I'd love to see what this man can bring on the right side of the line. 
We are already set on the left side. And by the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, Ryan. What's up, Mr. Seal back? Welcome back. No, 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 no. I got to give you more respect than that because my bell, I banged my bell so damn hard that the little click went back. So I got to, I got to hit that. I got to hit that. So welcome to the big squad, Ryan Sealback. What's up? What's good? Let's roll, baby. Let's, let's, let's find this thing, right? So here we go. First round talent slides the second round, and we now can implement him and stick him right into the right side of the line. Now, most people might say, well, hold on. Now, he's a rook. Offensive side of the ball. Is McDermott going to hold him back? Right? But you, you, you got second round talent that slid to the, to the, the first round talent that slid to the second. This guy was talked about being maybe a top 15 pick. Maybe a little maybe a little later than that. So this is huge. So Cyrus Torrance, if you can manage to get into the playbook, you know what I'm saying? Learn from Mitch Morch. Mitch, you got me messing up. Mitch Morch's name. Learn from the man Mitch. You know what I'm saying? You got Deion Dawkins that's all over the internet right now doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's geeked up, ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Bates is a solid guy to learn from as well. I mean, you're going to have to battle with Ryan Bates, but Ryan Bates might be, he might be just the depth piece. Or you're just going to have to beat him out. Nonetheless, it's got to happen. We need to put the most talented guys on the line. And I know how McDermott works. I know how that regime works. They want everybody to be able to go from left to right, left to right, right to left, center, right tackle, left tackle. I'm done with that. Put the man where he needs to be. Put him where he's the strongest. Let's roll. I love the experimentation, but we have that in Bates. Bates is our guy that can go left, right, and move him all over the place. He can swing all over the place. And that's a great talent to have. But when you have Osiris Torrance, that Torrance, that maybe played a little bit of tackle, but primarily needs to be at guard, leave his ass at guard and let him roll. Let him roll. <laughs> yo, Hansel Carr says, yo, here's for a new bell, brother. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you that one. I'm gonna give you that one. I like that. I'm gonna get. I, you know, I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get myself a new bell. You're right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use that to get myself a new bell that won't break. Cause I've been banging that. I was banging that for a while. That means. I mean, y'all gotta show me some more love so I can. You know, we keep breaking that bell. You feel me? So, uh, if you guys are trying to figure out how to become a member, it's very simple. Supportbf.com. It's that simple. Go there. You'll see everything that you need to see. All right. Osiris Torrance, ready for it. Looking forward to it. Uh, I know my internet is a little choppy. It's gonna come back. They're trying to make me rage, but we're gonna make it work. So, let's make that work. Let us make that work. I want Osiris Torrance to be right implemented, inserted in there. And hopefully, hopefully, it, it puts a little pressure. And we're going to talk about pressure a little later. But it puts a little pressure on our right tackle, Spencer Brown. I am, I am, I am so looking forward to seeing what Spencer Brown's going to give us in year three. Year three is when they say, you know what I mean, most athletes take that, they take that next step. I hope I'm not frozen. And hopefully I come back. But hopefully this is where Spencer Brown takes that next step. We need that. We need that from him. Third round draft pick. I get it. He's a third round draft pick. But like we drafted him with the potential for him to jump in right off the bat, and which he did. So we need to see him maul. But we need to see him work on that pass pro. I don't want to see my quarterback having to roll up because he doesn't trust what's on the right side of the line. I don't want to see my quarterback having to I mean, step up in the pocket way sooner than he needs to, and then he gets his shoulder obliterated. I don't want to see that. I want to see my right, I want to see my right tackle hold it down. I want to see my right tackle drive mother effers into the ground. I want to see my quarterback stand tall in the pocket and deliver 
to Kincaid, deliver to my man Diggs, deliver, do you know what I mean, to, to Dante. You know what I'm saying? There's so many, the Deontay, Harris. So let's make it work. And we have the pieces. We have the pieces that fit in this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing what my man Spencer Brown's got. But guess what? It takes a whole unit to come together, chemistry, you know what I'm saying? Continuity. And I and I and I I dog on continuity because continuity is great and fine, but I need my, my I need my talented guys. I want my best five on the line. Best five on the line, but you gotta you can't be switching all over the place. Let them play where they play and let them build the chemistry in their positions and let's roll. Let's roll and let's get this thing popping. So that being said, we've got Osiris Torrance and last but not least, Dorian Williams. So here's the thing with Dorian Williams, man. He's got big shoes to fill. He's got big shoes to fill. The other day, I saw a a gif that was put out there that uh, the best off-ball linebackers in the league, and uh, I think it was a top five that they named, or top ten, I can't remember what it was, but the funny thing was, we I saw Matt Milano on the list, but guess who was above Matt Milano? You name it, Tremaine. Tremaine Edmonds, above Matt Milano. And I'm not going to hate on it, because I like Tremaine. I think we all like Tremaine. Tremaine Edmonds was a solid piece for the Bills. But we love our guy, Matt Milano, because Matt Milano is on our team. But the fact that I saw that goes to show you, okay, we got we got some big shoes to fill, Mr. Dorian Williams. So Dorian's going to have to prove himself that he can take on the vigors of the NFL. He's going to have to prove himself that his at his at his, his stature, because he's not as big, he's not as tall as Tremaine, as Tremaine Edmonds, but he, he he's stout. Dorian Williams is going to have to prove that he can he can do what he needs to do. And I think we picked the right guy for the right defensive scheme that is going to be run with McDermott. So Dorian Williams, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you thumping cats. I'm looking forward to you going sideline to sideline with Milano. It's going to be fun. But you got to earn that. You got to earn that right because you got some dogs that are next to you. You got some dogs that are next to you that don't want to take that spot. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Dorian Williams is able to give us. So to me, rookies coming in, I can sit here and talk about all the rookies all I want, but the top three rookies that we are all paying attention to are those three. I'll keep it a book. But a sleeper rookie, a sleeper rookie that we gotta we gotta we gotta really pay attention to is Justin Shorter. And I know my, most people are like, yo, man, we already got enough weapons on the squad that you're talking about Justin Shorter. Yeah, I am gonna talk about Justin Shorter because we got a 6'4, 230-pound receiver built, and he's got all the potential in the world. And I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. If you watch that brother run his routes, it's not clean. It gives me all T.O. vibes. And by T.O. vibes, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Hall of Famer. He might. You never know. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when you see it, the way he runs, it stops his route. His, it's, a lot of that is, is giving you that vibe. So maybe he, he looks, he puts, models his game after it. Nonetheless, that's a sleeper rookie that, that could get some time, gain some time, um, and show what we got. Or he might just be buried under the depth. Bared on the depth and, and doesn't prove anything just yet. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he can present and how he can, you know, say emerge as, as you know what, a potential target that may, may be the top six receiver, right? Special teams. You know he's gonna have to do some special teams, but I'm looking forward to it, man. You got a 33, you got 33 inch arms, you got a, your 10 inch hands, and you run a four, five, 40. And you're not a slow dude. And you're a big boy like that, and you can run like that. I'll take that. He ain't no Megatron. He he definitely ain't no Megatron. But, like, I'm looking forward to see what my man is able to give us. So, Justin Shorter is be is my sleeper rookie, if you want to call it that. We'll see how that plays out. By the way, I got to give a shout-out to my man, Brandon Lisa. What's up, Brandon? Brandon Brandon comes in and says, your window is certainly closing. Oh, the Bills are always in playoff contention with Josh 
Allen, not Super Bowl contention. Well, let me break something to you, my man, Brennan. Anytime that you make the playoffs, you are definitely in Super Bowl contention. Lest I remind you of the freaking New York Giants that backed in, what, in 07? That backed into the freaking playoffs? They backed in. They weren't playing well all year round. And then they, they put a couple games together and backed into the Super Bowl, excuse me, backed into the playoffs, and the, the rest is history. So let's not talk about their, their, their playoff window is closing or the window is certainly closing. Not nah, it's not. The window is as wide open when you have Josh Allen at the helm. I'm telling you right now, there's no way you're going to tell me my window is completely closed. If you're telling me my window is closed with the Buffalo Bills, it's like you're telling me, like, yo, don't even get ready to pick number one. That's what it sounds like to me. If you're telling me my quarterback that leads my Bills is, is his window's closing. So we might as well start preparing right now for a top 10 pick. That's what you're telling me. Heck no. When, my, when number 17 is at the helm, yo, we got an opportunity every single time. I'm not buying that. I appreciate the super chat, but I ain't buying it, brother. I am not buying that. Not one bit. Not one bit. But uh, shout out to my man, Brandon Lisa, for the, for the super chat. Uh, appreciate that, my G. And uh, we keep it rolling. So uh, those are the three rookies I'm looking for. Uh, the four rookies I'm looking forward to. We'll see how that plays out once camp starts. And uh, let get these boys ready. Get these boys ready. You know what I'm saying? So on to the next topic. On to the next topic. And I wanted to talk on is... No, I'm good. Yeah. So next topic, folks. We're going to hit on... Uh, Let's go with the Bills. Do the Bills have the best safety tandem in the league? And I'm not talking about just just Poyer and Hyde. I'm talking about Taylor Rapp. I'm talking about my boy, Ham. Do we have the best four? I think we might have the best group in the game. And what I love about the addition of Taylor Rapp is... If you guys recall, when Micah High went down, we had to shuffle a few things, put a few players in that we don't necessarily want to see in coverage. And one of the players that stands out to me that I respect as player, as a special team player, players solid as they come. He's one of the most underrated athletes on the squad based on his own teammates. But Saran Neal is not an individual that I'd like to see in coverage. I'm sorry, but I have, I have to keep it a buck. And I'm sure this individual is aware of uh, his deficiencies in coverage. And that's not his forte, right? Special teams is where he's made his niche. Special teams is where he's made his, his you know what I'm saying, where he, he belongs. But I'm not trying to see Saran Neal in coverage at all. Because, and I know that when they see 3-3, we're going at him. So when you bring in a guy like Taylor Rapp, that changes a whole lot. We have a guy that can, A, tackle very well, instinctive, and can cover. So when you have those three guys, right, you can put a nice package together with those three safeties, go big nickel, you're good to go. And then you, you have, you know what I'm saying, D. Ham, that can still lay the wood as well. I don't know what kind of packages my brother's going to put together, but there are some good packages that you can put with those four safeties. I think we have the best depth at safety in the league. And if you don't think that's the case, challenge me. Find me four safeties right now on your roster that's better than mine. I don't think they got it. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, 
Dehan, Taylor Rapp. Let's roll, man. I don't know if you could, but I don't think I don't think you can find that. And I'm glad that they've 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 invested in that in that department because the amount of mismatches this league is about, it's all about mismatches, man. Trying to find where you can have the advantage over the defense. So when you have positionless type of players, positionless type of players that can come in and and kind of disguise. Listen, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go right into the box. Oh, you want to split right? I got you. I can I, I can play coverage. So it's nice. We don't have a liability. That is what is so important to know about what uh, my man uh, McDermott is trying to pull and push with his defense. Love every bit of it. I got a super chat uh, coming in from my man, Brandon Lisi. What's up, Brandon? Brandon comes back with a super chat and says, hey, what I meant is we got to stop playing around with contention. Rookie, second year, whoever, put the best guys on the field and let's win a damn ring. I'm with you. Okay, so now, now that you've clarified, yeah, of course. Of course I feel that way. But the window's never closed, brother. The window is never closed, man. As long as you got number 17, that window is wide the F open. I'm talking about double pane. Open that bitch. You know what I'm saying? We wide open, right? But I got you, man. We can't coddle. What I was trying to say earlier is we can't coddle these young players, man. If you ball, you get the call, and you get on the field and show me what you got. It's as simple as that. So I'm hoping that McDermott gets rid of his little philosophy that he's been trying to hold on to for the longest time and trying to coddle these damn rookies. Man, bump all that, man. Put the best player on the damn field and let's roll. That's the way I feel about it, and I think that's what you're trying to say, Brandon. So I appreciate that, and uh, let's get to the let's get to it. So uh, that's that. Listen, that that four right there is the best. Find me a better four. I don't think you will. I don't think you can. You know what I'm saying? So um, next topic, and this is this is one of the bigger ones that I want to hit, and it's it's all about the pressure, and here it is. And I wanted to, I wanted to get this was the main topic I wanted to hit. And uh and it's right in the meat and potatoes. And and I, I want to I want to hit it and I want to get to it. So let me just get to uh let me just write this out so I can kind of get my, my thing rolling here. So pressure is inevitable, right? Pressure is inevitable. We know it's gonna happen. We know, we know it's it's it hits Buffalo. Uh, it's, it hits at Buffalo every year. There's always somebody that's got the most pressure on them. Um, and sometimes we, we rise up to the challenge and sometimes we fail and sometimes we fall. And I'm thinking to myself, who, who's got the most pressure in Buffalo right now? And I, I was trying to, I was trying to go through it to see like, okay, where, where could I look to see like this person's got to perform that person's got to perform. And it's not like they got to step up. It's just pressure. And there's a whole lot of individuals in Buffalo that's got a whole lot of pressure on them. And I'm going to start with quarterback Josh Allen. And most people might say, well, he's the guy with the least amount of pressure. Nah, man. He's the guy with a lot of pressure. Because now he's going into second year with Kent Dorsey as his, as his OC. The one that he handpicked and says, I want him. Right? So Josh Allen is going to have to perform even more so than he did last year. Granted, injuries definitely hindered him. But my goodness, man, we're going to need Josh Allen to be primo all day, every day. And when you go back last year, this guy did everything for us. And it's going to continue to be that way. So the pressure is going to be a lot on Josh. He's got he's to 
find ways to get the ball to the guys that he needs. And now he's got a rookie tight end. He's got Dawson Knox. He's got to have to make the the right decisions all day, 17 weeks straight. Yeah, the pressure is on, my G. And people are watching because you are a top quarterback in the league. And that's just what that's the that's what comes with the territory of being, you know, I mean, one of the best in the game. Because you gotta continue to keep that up. You have to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. So that's huge. So Josh, he's not my number one because I don't have a number one. I can only start pointing at people in Buffalo that 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 are gonna have some pressure on them. Another person that's gonna have pressure on them, head coach Sean McDermott. Head coach Sean McDermott is going to be under a lot of pressure. Why? Because whether you wanna whether you wanna call this this way or not, you're forced, you know what I'm saying, your defensive coordinator out of Buffalo. Whether how you how you want to cookie cut that up to you guys, but you're forced that man out. Leslie Frazier is no longer the head the, the defensive coordinator. He may not even return. Oh no, he's just taking a year off. BS. That was just a soft way to say you out. So now you got McDermott taking over as head coach slash defensive coordinator. Pressure's on because now not only did Leslie Frazier have your defense. Top five, top 10 consistently. Now you're telling me that you could do it better. You're going to get the most out of your players. Well, golly, everybody's watching, McDermott. We are watching. We went and drafted Dorian Williams. We went and brought in Leonard Floyd. You re-signed Ed Oliver. Fam, we watching you. You know what I'm saying? You got a second-year corner that we were about to find out what's good. You got Poyer coming back. You got Hyde coming back. Tredavis White should be back to his normal self. You got rid of Tremaine Edmonds. You got Matt Milano, your guy. Vaughn Miller's not yet returned. So there's a lot of things that you got to show us. You drafted AJ Epinesa. You drafted Boogie Basham. Now you show me what you, like, you brought him for a reason. Show me what you got. You should be able to get the most out of every freaking one of these defense players on this squad. Yeah, you got hired because you're a defensive-minded coach. You got hired because you can, you're can. you a leader of men. So show me, show Buffalo that you can get these guys in lockstep and giving us a little something different. Because the biggest thing that we as Bills fans have been criticizing this defense is we have moments where we just kind of chill. We backing up 10, 15 yards because we're playing conservative football. I hope you don't come in with no conservative football isms in your repertoire. And now you're not known for that. And that's probably why you said, you know what? Leslie Frazier, you've been great. You've been awesome. I respect you as a man, but I want to take over as, 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 as the call, as a coordinator, you can stay on, but I'll be the one calling plays. Leslie Frazier was like, you ain't going to punk me like that. I'm going to take a year off and you do what you do. Thank you for your time. I respect you, but I ain't going to do that. And Brandon B and Brandon, excuse me, Sean McDermott was like, all right, then I'm taking over. Peace out. I got you. So you're going to have a lot of pressure on McDermott. A lot of pressure. Because if we put up a stinker where we let Aaron Rodgers and them boys come in and light us up, ooh-wee, we are going to get after your ass, Sean McDermott. I can't see that happening. I don't want to see it happen. But there will be a lot of scrutiny. There will be a lot of scrutiny because you've now moved on from your guy. And now you said, I will assume role because essentially I'm the better guy for the job. Now, will we have stinkers here and there? 
maybe one. We can't have a whole lot. We can't have guys running for 150 yards. Having Joe Mixon run for 160 yards in a playoff game is absolutely. I, I'm, I'm sick to my stuck when I think about it. We brought all that beef on that defensive line, all that money we paid on that defensive line, and we got gashed for 160 yards by Joe Mixon. And I respect Joe Mixon's game. Joe Mixon is a nice ball. He can play. But he, he, ain't King, he ain't King Henry. Come on now. I'm just saying. We, we, we were sitting here letting this guy gash us like he was Thurman Thomas. The F. I got a comment coming in from a man. Mark says, yo, Rico, sadly, you don't know McDermott's history as a defensive coordinator. Do you even know that a, what a fire blitz is? What kind of bullshit is Mark bringing my way? Sadly, I don't know. Boy, please. <laughs> I, I, ain't trying to, I ain't trying to dog you like that, but you're trying to come on dog me. Boy, please, man, go sit your ass down somewhere. Anyway, let me proceed, Mark. <laughs> but anyway, um, in that regard, pressure is on McDermott, and we're going to be watching. Buffalo's going to be watching. Number two, number three, Tredavious White. Pressure. Fam, I can go the whole roster. Yo, pressure's on because – you came back on a bum knee. We all understand that. You're not going to be yourself, 100%. But now, we are looking forward to you coming back as, as a all I mean, I can't say come back as an all-pro player, but we need you back to close to the all-pro player that you were. You're shaking up the rust, which we totally understand, but word is that you almost right back to where you used to be. We're going to be watching. we definitely going to be watching. So shout out to my mans, Tredavious. We hope that you come in and you bring that energy, you bring that 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 uh, that chemistry that gets the whole squad rolling. Because nothing nothing works great when you have a leader on your squad, not only is a vocal leader, but 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 leads by example on the field. So pressure is going to be on. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer coming back. Most might say this is the best tandem in the game, and I totally freaking agree. But a lot of folks know that these guys are thirty and above. 30 and above, can you come back as the tandem that we know you guys to be? So we're going to be watching. Are they going to be the same? I mean, you look at Poyer, and you always hear the saying, when anybody mentions retirement, the minute you mention retirement, ah, maybe I'm going to retire, yo, you're halfway in and halfway out. So which is it? So are you going to be all in? And I don't doubt it because this guy's a dog. Poyer's a dog, but I can't help but mention, when you mention retirement, Yo, like that's that's usually that's usually you give me one foot is in, one foot is out. I need you all in, baby. And I know he will be, but the fact that you mentioned, I gotta bring that up. So we're gonna be watching that tandem. Will they slow down? Will they show their age? You know what I'm saying? At age 30. And I think that's ridiculous because age 30 is damn young still. But age 30 at the safety tandem, we're gonna be watching. Micah Hyde coming back off of a, of a neck injury. I'm sure he was probably ready to go last year. And I, that's just me. I just feel like, man, when I was hearing some potential, you know what I'm saying, some rumors that, yo, maybe if we move on from this round, he might, you know what I'm saying? I was hearing a whole lot of those things, but it never worked out. What's up, Tony Santos? I see you, brother. So it never worked out. So we're going to be watching that tandem in the backfield. We definitely will be watching that tandem in the backfield. There's going to be some pressure. I still think we have the best group in the game. 
but there's still going to be some pressure because they're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge you. That's what they do, man. Oh, you guys are the best? All right, let's see what you got. We're going to bring it. You know what I'm saying? Garrett Wilson, them boys are coming for your ass. Come week one. It's going to be fun to watch, right? Let's go, to, let's go back to the offensive side of the ball. James Cook, you are now going to be, for now, RB1. And you were saying that, you know what I'm saying, you're ready to take on the role, and I'm, and I'm happy for it. And I want to see, I want to see what's good with it. But there's going to be some pressure because can you do all the things that we need RB1 to do? And you see all the scrutiny right now that's happening in the game right now of the respect that RBs aren't being given right now, which is a piss off. But we're about to find out what, what James Cook is all about now. Because a lot of people were saying, yo, James Cook, don't sleep on James Cook. Rico, don't sleep on James Cook. Okay, we're about to find out. Now, I think overall, Harris will take over at, at RB1 at some point. I think he just brings more to the table in terms of red zone ability, in terms of the power and speed that he brings to hit any, any, any hole, any, any run play he can do. James Cook can do it too, but that 189 frame is a little different. It plays a little different in the NFL. You feel me? So pressure is going to be on. Most people might think, ah, there's not much pressure that's going to be on the receiving room, but I think there will be, especially with all the hoopla that Diggs was, was kind of putting out. I can't tell you that it didn't, I want to say it bothered me, but I can't tell you that I, I, it was something that I could ignore. I'm like, I ain't tripping on that. It is somewhat worthy. It is somewhat worthy to kind of say, okay, all right, man, we hear you. All that, all that, you know what I'm saying? All that bumping gums you were doing and all that stuff or the, all the you know, secret tweets here and whatever the heck that meant. When you show up on the field, show what you, what you bring with. We don't want to hear any of that other stuff. We just want to see you dialed in and ready to go. So we, we need you to be that leader because you, when you do what you do, yo, it's going to open stuff up for Kincaid, Deontay Harris, is going to open itself up for my man Gabe Davis. So there's a lot of things that can play out, but we need we need no distractions, and we need Diggs to be Diggs. Diggs needs to be Diggs. So that's that's the that's the the amount of pressure that I see on some on some of these cats, right? And last but not least, and by the way, delusional Patriots fan, James Cook is only 189 pounds, man. He's a buck ninety. <laughs> he does not weigh more. He's not Dalvin Cook. He's a buck ninety. So that's why when I say like. You know what I'm saying RB1, RB1's got to, you know, be able to do all that. Pass pro, catch out of backfield, which he does extremely well, hit the middle, hit outside, and I, I've seen him do it. He's a patient runner, which I love about him. That's the, the style of play that I do like, a very patient runner. He's got good vision. He's a little frail, though. He's a little frail. And I always said it. I said it from the jump. If this boy could put on 10, 15 pounds, boy, he could be nice. And he already is nice, but boy, he could be nicer. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. You got to keep your lean, mean machine body in tip-top shape. So putting on weight maybe makes him slower. So he's got he's to find that, that happy medium, right? But here's the thing. There are a lot of people I can name that just got a whole lot of pressure on them. I mean, those are the ones that stood out to me the most. But there's one more player I got to jump in on that's got some pressure on. And that's Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver just got a nice little deal. We brought him back. And the fact that we believed in you enough to bring you and put you in a long-term deal, you've got to show us why we drafted you with, A, a top 10 pick. You've got to show us why we, 
we re-upped on you and gave you a long-term deal. Show us why. Show us why. I don't want to see Ed Oliver on the ground trying to get back up. And I want to see him pushing that pocket. I want to see him getting after it. I want to see him in that three tech to get after it. We brought in Puna Four so we can, you know what I mean, jump up and, and stack cats up. But like the fact that we gave you a long-term deal, we're going to have to see what it's all about. And we know what Ed Oliver can bring. We love what he can bring. But we want that on a consistent basis, especially when you're going to get, when you got paid the way you do. Because if I were to say, can Ed Oliver give me what Chris Jones can? I'm going to tell you, heck no. Chris Jones is a game wrecker. He's a game wrecker. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to compare the two because they're different tier, you know what I'm saying, of linemen. But man, oh man, I need Ed Oliver to be that game wrecker, disrupt that game. And you don't, I don't need you to give me 25 sacks. Not that I'm not saying, but you catch what I'm saying. But if you're disrupting that pocket, you're getting, you're moving that quarterback off the off the mark, and you're constantly getting on that boy's face. Yo, you're doing exactly what we need you to do. But if you get swallowed up, pause. You get, you know, so you get moved out. You know, you get turned around and you know, shoved out the way. Now we, that's not, that's not what we pay big money for for our defensive tackle. 6'1", 280, 289. You know what I'm saying? You're already on the undersized side. So we're going to need that quickness. We're going to need you to disrupt that. And I know you're capable of doing that. So that's what we're going to need for my guy, Ed Oliver. So there's a lot of pressure on these guys in Buffalo. And they're going to have to do it. Because there's some folks that are saying, man, like, like Brandon would say, the window's closing, which is a whole bunch of bullshit. But there's some people that truly believe that. That we ain't going to do what we do because we got the Dolphins that are coming up. We got the Jets that are really coming up. You know what I'm saying? The AFC is just a dog. It's a dog. It's conference, which is true. It's factual. The the AFC North is always going to be something. The AFC South is, you know what I mean? The Jaguars made the playoffs last year and they look good. Second year, Trevor Lawrence is looking fantastic. So it's going to be tough. The the biggest way, the biggest thing we got to do, and we all know it, we got to win that division. Win the division, get in the dance, and let's roll. But there's a lot of pressure in Buffalo, man. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. So we're about to see who's going to step up to that pressure. Shout out to my man, Scott Blakely. He says, yo, I'm with you, Rico. Hoping but not convinced James Cooks is him. You guys are right. I mean, I've, I've been telling you guys from the start. I've been telling you from the start. I'm not moving off my mark. You guys don't know how I feel about it. It's not hate. It's just I need to see more. I need to see more. It's just what it is. Shout out to my girl, Linda West. What's up, Linda? Linda comes in and, gives, and, and shout out to you for that super chat, Linda. Appreciate it. Uh, best host ever. Thanks for the great show, Rico. Yo, Linda's always trying to big me up, man. I appreciate you, Linda. Appreciate you, girl. All right. Last but not least, people. Last but not least, I got I to gotta hit this last topic up. I'm 37 minutes in. I got to take my daughter to the airport soon. So uh, last topic, I'm going to hit this one. Actually, I got two topics left. Uh, Scott Blake says, yo, Ed Oliver going into beast mode. I truly believe he wants to show his extension was a bargain. He said, uh, he said, it's not me. <laughs> well, we're about to find out where we are definitely about to find out. We are definitely about to find out. Show us that that money we gave you ain't, it ain't in vain. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, it's money well spent. That's what we need. That is exactly what we need. And hopefully that's what he gives us. And then we can say, you know what? That was money well spent. We'll see. We shall see. So, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre freaking Hopkins. Yo, Mr. Cannon needs to put those fires out. Yo, those fires are out, man. We good. <laughs> we good over here. Let me let me jump on this DeAndre Hopkins business real quick. 
I'm not going to stay, stay on it too long, but I, I got to hit that. Yo, what is he doing? What is he doing? My man went from a, a very coveted free agent where he could have went anywhere. And I get it. You got to make your money. You got to do what you got to do. I get it. Get your money. But did you not see what happened to Robert Woods? Did you not see what happened to Julio Jones? They went over to, to Tennessee and just, they were, they were just a shell of themselves. A shell of themselves. And not only that, you got Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, or Will Levis that's going to be throwing you the football. Who knows? I mean, Ryan Tannehill should be starting quarterback. But you chose the freaking Titans? Oh, my goodness. Man, I get it. You got to get your money. You got to get your money. But you could have you could have got maybe 10 mil less to go and play with a, com- a competitor. And I'm okay with him not coming to Buffalo. I'm good. But the Titans? And good for you. Yo, maybe, you know what, you will. I mean, my man Z-Bot was, uh, was doing a show the other night, and I think the odds, I think, the, I think it was like what? The Titans were supposed to get like seven wins, maybe eight wins. And with the addition of D-Hop, it's still at seven to eight wins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, fam, the Titans, though, like, you, you got to look around. So, okay, you got King Henry. I got you. O-line, suspect. It is. It's not the same O-line that they had. Suspect. You got uh, Trey Burks. That's out there. And you got you. Fam. And Ryan Tannehill's throwing you the football. I don't know. I don't know. But obviously, he chose the ring. Uh, Excuse me. He chose the money. Now, when these players come in and say, here are my top three priorities. I want great management. I want a great quarterback. And I want a... But, man, bullshit, man. Shut your ass up, man. Just say... Pay me the money. Show me the money. Just say that. Show me the money. Went to the damn Titans. Man, I don't hope anything happens to players. But, like, I want you to learn your lesson. <laughs> when you go over there, learn your lesson. Get your, get your 40, 40 receptions, 50 receptions, if that, if your quarterback can get you the ball, and then we'll see. Golly, man. He chose the damn Titans. Man, he could have chose any team. You could have took less money on a one-year deal to go with a Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, and let's just say it was just a one-year rental at two mil. And I mean, that's that's not, you, you're, you're worth more money than that. We both know that. But you would have cashed in heavy the following year. You would have cashed in. Receivers get paid like money. Nah, man, I'm going to go with the Titans, bro. <laughs> okay. Okay, big fella. Come on now. To the freaking Titans, man. Somebody said put some respect on Ryan Tannehill. No, I won't. Actually, I like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is pretty cool. I like Ryan Tannehill. He's a dog. <laughs> no, he ain't no dog. I ain't. Listen, there's dogs in Leeds, and Ryan Tannehill ain't no dog. And the fact of the matter is this you drafted Malik Willis in the third round, and you drafted freaking leave uh, Will Levis. Don't tell me that you're all in on Ryan Tannehill. And then as a quarter, as a receiver. Aren't you sick of being thrown to mediocre quarterbacks? The only two quarterbacks that you've ever been thrown to that have been, I mean, half decent, actually good quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Every other damn quarterback you were thrown to was some, was some mediocre cats. And you chose Nashville, Tennessee. Shame. It's a shame. 
it is a shame. So D Hop, good luck. Uh, I, I I don't know what you saw out there. I really don't. I really don't know what you saw out there in Tennessee, but you chose Tennessee. You tried to play the leverage game. Everybody was speculating on what, you know what I mean, what was going to be given to you, and you were sitting here calling cap on this and cap on that, and then you went to the damn Titans. And you were choosing between the Titans and the Patriots for crying out loud. You're better than that. <laughs> You're better than that, my guy. But you know what? He chose the Titans, and I really and, – and let's, let's put the jokes aside, joking aside. I actually hope he does well over there. I hope he does, and I hope he makes them competitive. And sometimes you you could be just a player away. You could be a player away. And um, and maybe he's the difference maker that they need to, to, to push for that AFC spot. I mean, they went 7-10 and 10 last year. The Jacksonville Jaguars went 9-8, and eight, but the Jacksonville Jaguars will improve, will get better. I can't see them not getting better. And when I'm looking at the depth, the depth pieces on this Tennessee Titans team, I mean, let's talk about it. You got Derrick Henry, Tajay Spears, Hassan Haskins. All right. You got De- DeAndre Hopkins. You got Kyle Phillips, Jacob Copeland. I mean, Co- what please, man? Traylon Burks, Chris Moore, Reggie Roberson, Trayshawn Harrison. Uh, you got Nick Westbrook, Schein, or Westbrook, Nick Westbrook. Ain't nobody over there, man. Ain't nobody over there, man. I'm reading all these guys. I'm like, who? What? Racing McMath? Doesn't even sound like a real name. But there you go. You went for the money. You went for the money. My man, my man P Money says, yo, if Hopkins gets another thousand in Tennessee, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, listen, he's been able to put in a lot of work with mediocre quarterbacks. So He's already used to it. So he's like, yo, I've done this all my life. I know what I'm good at. They'll just find me and I'll do what I do. But like, you got to give him respect because his career, 853 receptions. He's got 11,000 yards receiving, 11,298 yards receiving. He's got 71 touchdowns total. And he's averaged 13 yards a pop. And he hasn't had like, a hall, he hasn't had like you know, what I'm saying all pro quarterbacks throwing him his whole career. You gotta give him his respect, but you 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 had an opportunity to go and find yourself a quarterback that could do that for you. They may have not given you the money that you wanted, but you could have earned that. You could have made it incentive based. Hey man, enjoy those eight nine wins, brother. Enjoy those eight nine wins. Now, could he get a thousand yards? He should, because their team is gonna be down a lot. They're gonna be down. I can't say they're gonna be down a lot. That's not, that's not, I can't I can't disrespect like that. They're not gonna be down a lot. But I'm gonna tell you this: you chose the money, you chased the bag, and that's what you get. So it is what it is. Good luck, D Hop. You're gonna be hopping for the money. You hop for the money. You went to Tennessee. And you got that. I hope you look. I hope you get what you're looking for out there. I don't know if you just gave up on trying to win a ring. You're just trying to you know what I mean up your numbers and and try to get to the Hall of Fame. But you chose Ryan Tannehill. So, like, even when I'm trying to make a case for you, I'm like, you chose Ryan Tannehill. If you're like, yo, F a ring, because that's what you pretty much said when you went to the Titan. Yo, F a ring, I ain't trying to chase no damn ring. I just want to get my numbers up. So you go for a quarterback that's going to get your numbers up. Ryan Tannehill's going to get your numbers up? And I'm not even saying D-Hop is not a talent. He is. I'm just saying you surrounded yourself with mediocre talent. So are you chasing the ring? Clearly not. You're chasing Hall of Fame? Maybe. But you would have went with a guy like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, 
what I'm saying? Uh, who else was he was he tied to that was a pretty decent team? I can't remember. There's one more other team that he was tied to that would have been a decent team from the go-to. But here we are. If he went to the Browns, it would have been perfect. But I guess he wanted that. You know, put him and Marty Cooper together? And Joku? Nick Chubb? Now that would have been something. And they got some talent on that squad. But my man said, nah, bro. Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with, uh, with my man, Young Buck. Man, if you don't. <laughs> but anyway, that's that. And my last topic of the night. My last topic of the night. And, you, and I, and I got to hit it because it's, it's the topic that's been hitting all over the league. And it's the disrespect that the running back position is gaining. And everybody's going to be like, Bleh! but now it's gaining traction. What I've been trying to tell y'all, you know what I'm saying, the last, what, two months, three months, is that the disrespect that the running back position to, continues to get is now gaining traction. And I got two clips to kind of show y'all where, you know what I mean, prominent players are talking about it. And they're voicing their opinions. And a lot of these guys, you know what I'm saying, are, are right. They're right. So first person to talk to, talk about this, this situation that is on the cusp potentially to making uh, a case. You mean to be a, uh, maybe not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he might be, you know I mean, third or fourth. I don't know. Second, who knows? But my man, LaShawn McCoy had something to say. Check this out. When I first seen this, I was so upset. I was so pissed off because... I know how much a running back means to a team, right? Like, like, and we're not talking about just any type of running back. I think we, we kind of get confused on the position. We're talking about some of the top players in the league. It, like, Josh Jacobs is a top player in the league. He led the league in rushing last year. Yep. He's one of the best offensive weapons that, that you've seen all year. Saquon Barkley. You can't talk about the New York Giants without talking about Saquon Barkley. That's true. And then Tony Pollard. As much as we love Zeke Elliott, and he's such a big name for the Cowboys, he stepped in there, he did his thing. We kind of forgot about Zeke. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why are these guys not being paid? I, I can't believe it. I mean, I seen Josh Jacobs about two and a half weeks ago, and I'm talking to him about the contract situation. You know what he told me? He said the, Ra the Raiders did not even offer him a contract. Whoa. Now, mm -hmm. one thing is negotiating, the other thing is offering a contract. Yeah. What are we talking about? You don't offer the best running back last year a contract at all? Mm. When I look at all the top backs, right, because I, I think for a long time the, the running back market has been devalued, worse and worse each year. But one thing that remained the same is, like, the top guys, they got paid. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, he got paid. Mm -hmm. uh, um, McCaffrey. McCaffrey, he got paid. Yep. The top guys get paid. So when I look at a, a guy like Josh uh, Jacobs, why is he not getting paid? Mm. He's been productive in every year he's been in the league. He's averaging 1,200 yards a year. And he's been productive, not only productive, but he's been durable. He hasn't been injured. He hasn't been banged up. So that's my only issue is I, there's different arguments. Like Saquon Barkley, he should be getting paid. I don't know that number, though, right? Because it's a, it's a business side of it. Where the business side, one, one of the toughest positions in football to get hit every, every play. Guys are up and down from getting injured and not injured. So I get that argument. But when you look at certain players, mm -hmm. like a Josh Jacobs, he's always consistent. Mm -hmm. When you talk about Christian McCaffrey, for them to give you that type of money, right, and teams to be knocking on the door begging to trade for you. Like, okay, we want, you, we want to trade for him, and we'll take that contract. That means something. Right. Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry, every year he's productive. This is every the first year. time we've seen Derrick Henry even kind of hurt. And then when he was hurt, he still was having numbers and yards. And they were like even, the, the Titans were up and down with trying to pay him. I'm like, hold up. How are you playing around with trying to pay Derrick Henry? Mm -hmm. 
why is it this disposition that you want to take out? Because this is wide receivers yeah. that, that get busy, get busy, and then they start getting hurt. Right. And we don't say that. Right. It's a You're brotherhood. It I, want, sense. I want everybody to get their yeah. money. It but when sense. you bring it down to the running backs, it's like, well, why are you paying him? Right. A couple in knee injuries, but you won't play running backs that may have missed a couple games from injury, not nothing as significant as a, a torn MCL or ACL. Really well said. Really well said. Yeah. I'm telling you, they need to start talking about this. And everything that Shady said is true. I get it. You're not going to pay every running back big time money because not every running back deserves big time money. But your top guys, you got to pay, especially for what they bring to the table. What the elite ones bring to the table, you got to pay them. And I'm last clip that I'm going to give you guys, and then I'll give my piece out, and I'm going to jump out of here. And this is former 2,000-yard runner Chris Johnson speaking on this running back situation. You got to catch the ball. You got to block. You got to do everything. Every single you know thing. I, you got to do everything. Like, when you talk about receivers, all they got to do, like, all they got to do is catch the ball. So when me and Joe Siegel, we went in there, we like, man, all that sounds good, the highest – Running back in history, but now we we want to get paid as a playmaker. Yeah, like we got to get paid as a playmaker. Don't put me under the running back um numbers or that. So we went in like we want to get paid as a playmaker. Yeah, this and that, and that that's one of the sole reasons. Honestly, I never really spoke on it to this day, but that is probably the major reason on why I had to hold out because I wasn't willing to take eight million dollars a year. No, so listen. I remember 2K. That, that was right. like yesterday. You and they kept calling. They like, do you think he's gonna hold? I'm like, I'm positive he's gonna hold out. Like, right. and then you got a guy that go for 2K at the time. There's only six people that's doing it. It's like there's no way you're gonna sit around and act like you got another one of me in year in year two. That's why you hit the like. There's yeah, that's why you had did it. And the reason why we was able to go in as a playmaker because you look at okay, I'm the leading rusher and I'm the leading receiver on the team. Like, so how can you just put me in this category? So you look at a lot of other guys like Saquon and those hold guys. On. Hey, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. You was the lead rush, I mean, leading receiver on our team that year, too. Yeah. Okay, let me close it up. Bro, who the hell is our hey, 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 man? Put up who the hell our receivers was. And hey, y'all should be ashamed of y'all damn selves, man. That's crazy. Man. See, I didn't but, know you read the team receiving that year either, TK. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so it's so it's crazy. So that's when you like those guys. When you name those guys who holding out, I'm pretty sure those guys was responsible for probably over yeah. over fifty percent of the offense. So that's how can right. you just be like, okay, I'm putting you in this running back category? No, we can't do that. We got a playmaker. Yeah. So yeah, so once we we got it together. I got paid as a playmaker. I didn't get paid as a running back. So that's how I was able to get my situation together. And I think that's what they're going to have to go in there and do the same thing. Oh, before I get out of here, Jim Treader, I think it was an NFLPA, um, uh, NFLPA uh, admin over there. Uh, he mentioned something about leverage. These guys got to find your leverage. Find your leverage and try to get paid for it. So could you imagine like a guy like Marshall Falk, a guy like Thurman Thomas, that they're going to get disrespected? Listen, fam, I give you receptions. I give you runs inside, outside. I pass protect. I do it all. Why do you think tight ends now are saying, yo, you need to pay me? Because I'm not just an inline, you know I mean, fat tight end that can kind of run a couple routes. No, no, no. You split me out. Why? Right? That's why you have these tight ends now saying, yo, dem I demand you pay like a receiver because I'm doing what these guys do. Right? So, and the tight end position is so, it's one of the most versatile 
positions in the game. Running backs, you can't do, keep disrespecting running backs, especially the top guys. Your Saquons, your Dalvins, you got to pay those guys, man. You do. Pay them what they're worth. And the fact that the Raiders didn't even offer him anything, disrespectful. He single-handedly helped y'all win a whole bunch of games last year, and you're going to see here and say, nah, we good. Zaire White's going to take over. You think Zaire White can do the same things that Jacobs does? I'm sorry, they can't. Not going to do it. But you know what? It's just the way it is. It's a running back by committee. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Forget about any any future Hall of Fame cast. Ain't no more future Hall of Fame running backs going to happen. They're diminishing the role. They don't, they don't respect it. They're, you're three or four years in, and you're gone. That's it. And it's, it's a shame. And these guys are going to have to come together somehow, some way, and figure out a way that they get paid what they're worth. Not trying to get overpaid. Now, if you go and give a, 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 a freaking McCaffrey $16 million, that's on you. Even I thought that was pretty high. But you know what? So be it. But McCaffrey gave you so much. He could run the ball. He can catch. He can do all those things. And you valued him as an X player, like a guy that can do it all. Instead of just looking at me as a running back, look at me as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? A playmaker. And that's how these guys are gonna have to start looking at it. No, no, I'm just not. I'm not just a running back. I'm a playmaker. Look at Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara can catch out of the backfield, and every one of y'all, including me, are looking to bring him in on my fantasy team. Why? Because he does it all. You feel me? Anyway, that's it for me. It's starting to get to be a conversation. I love it, and I'm hoping that these guys start to get compensated the way they're supposed to. But we know it's not gonna happen because the NFL is like that. There's some kind of collusion. Uh, uh, there's collusion that's happening without even saying it. You know what I'm saying? The owners just know we ain't gonna pay that. We ain't going to pay that. You know what I'm saying? Until they start kind of saying, all right, cool. But these guys are too damn good for us to do that. But it, they've come to the point where now it's just a running back guy by committee and just the way it is, man. So it is what it is, folks. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This is the Recall Report. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. And uh, we'll definitely catch you on the next side. Listen, two weeks before, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What, three, four weeks? Four weeks uh, until we start to really get into the nitty gritty of uh, of the camp and all that stuff. It's going to be fun, man. So enjoy the rookies. The rookies are, are, are jumping in, and uh, we start to see, you know, say that football is back very shortly. So you guys have yourself a fantastic evening, and uh, I will catch you guys on the flip side. If you guys enjoy the show, smash that like before we get out of here. And if you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to support Buffalo Fanatics in any way, support BF.com. It's very simple. Go there. Everything is there from merch to articles to previous videos that you want to check up on. Do that and uh, help us out and uh, show some love. So we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time, peace. I'm out. Let's go. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.